Welcome to Regeneration Studio. I'm Katerina, and this is another journey into creative business ideas and how they transform individuals and communities. Not everyone is cut out for entrepreneurship. A measure of fearlessness is needed to ride out the wave of risk. Not everyone is cut out to be their own boss. A measure of self-discipline is needed to keep the ship afloat. Not everyone is cut out to be someone else's boss. A measure of leadership is needed. An incredibly, incredibly large measure of leadership. Sometimes we find leaders in unlikely places. Sometimes we find leaders who have developed in unlikely ways. And then they make shit happen. They really make it happen. Proudly Northeastern, with a wealth of positive energy and some sick ideas, Chloe Clover, co-founder of Wonderfilms, is one of these leaders and she's growing a highly skilled team of creatives in the digital heart of Middlesbrough. Before we jump into this crazy interview, a quick reminder to hit the subscribe button to our podcast and YouTube channel. Join us, dive into the stories of the most innovative business ideas and artistic vibrancy in the UK. We'd like to bring you the most relevant stories, so drop us a line, let us know what you think and what you'd like to see in the future from our channels. The word of the day or episode, however you like it, is epic. Technically, if we consult Oxford Dictionary, it is in fact chutzpadik, which is Jewish for very self-confident, impudent, impertinent, audacious. Which is also relevant because if you're in the film business, you have to be just a little bit chutzpadik. I'm not entirely sure if my guest today, Chloe Clover, would describe herself as chutzpadik, but she's here. She is the creative director of Wonder Films, and she's going to share her awesome journey from being a dropout to starting one of the fastest growing and multiple award winning film companies in the Northeast. With the aim, to change the way businesses use video content online. Welcome to the show, Chloe. Hey, how are you doing? What was that word again? Cheats paddock. I'm not even entirely sure if I'm <laughs> saying it correctly. Cheats I just paddock. saw it. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to add that to our social media after this, I think. And it will make quite a good uh, um, hashtag, I think. Hashtag <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool. <laughs> right, so this is right down your alleyway. To give our listeners an idea of who you are, imagine there's a film soon to be released called Wonder Films. You might just want to drop the films. I don't know. You come up with it. Can you briefly introdu- introduce yourself in the style of a film trailer? I can't believe you're actually doing this to me. That's <laughs> brutal. Oh, come on. Think the big blockbusters. Or a big blockbuster. Um, or an art film. An art film. <laughs> yeah, art noir. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Chloe Clover. Uh, Wonder Films, we, we beat the scroll on social media. So, yeah, we, we're doing some really incredible things. We meet incredible people. We have the most exciting life. And, yeah, I think, I think what Wonder Films do, which nobody else does, is we, we, we transform the way that people and businesses use uh, and view video content that isn't so that doesn't sound as epic as you made it sound but it feels pretty epic on a day-to-day basis for sure well to be honest uh, i'd like to be in your film (laughs) (laughs) part one from one dropout to another 
Okay, so you started Wonder Films in 2017 with business partner Lou Tonner after returning from what can be called a soul-searching experience in Australia. The rather audacious statement of buying a one-way ticket to Australia plays a significant role in the foundation of what has become a, quite an incredible business and uh, I have to Thank say you. I'm impressed with all the awards and everything that I've seen <laughs> so far about. So can you give us a tour of your life before Australia? Wow, a tour of my life before Australia. Okay, that's that's cool. I guess I was, yeah, I think you, you've mentioned briefly there that I was a bit of a dropout, a bit of a compulsive dropout, actually. <laughs> Feel free to expand. <laughs> yeah, well, I had, so, yeah, I, I come from, do you know what, my family is, is amazing. I had a pretty working class background. Um, yeah, and I don't really have a relationship with my with my dad um I had trouble in school um I guess I always really struggled to concentrate which was yeah it was it was interesting growing up I I was in gifted and talented which was amazing but never I couldn't find the focus to to push myself to to achieve and and yeah so I, I found myself skipping out not going to exams I was a bit of a uh, I guess if I was if I was a guy, I'd be called a Jack the Lad. I wasn't. Like, All right. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't great in school, so I ended up actually not finishing school. And then I was always into I was always into art and and painting and drawing and photography. So I ended up going to art college, mm-hmm. and that was amazing. But again, I, I just I, I struggled with with that focus and that that yes. attention. I just. I, I loved what I was doing and I loved being creative, but I, I just didn't fit in that in that model of 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 education, I think, and, yes. and structure. It just didn't work. So I ended up dropping out of college. So I dropped out of school, dropped out of college, didn't go to university, um, and I, I got I just got a regular job and mm-hmm. I felt like uh yeah, like my life just wasn't it just didn't feel right at that time. Okay, and what was this uh, regular job that you got? <laughs> yeah. Something exciting? <laughs> well, it was, yeah, I mean, it depends which way you look at it. I, I went into, uh, like, uh, youth work supporting, supporting okay. young adults, so cool. it was cool. We we did some amazing things. I got to go mm-hmm. to the cinema a lot. That was good. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I loved helping people, um, and I loved sort of helping people through being creative and those things, yeah. but it just wasn't... It just wasn't right. It just wasn't me. I was I, I was actually I was in a band at the time as well, and that was sort of my my main focus. So I'm a yeah. I'm a drummer. Um, All right, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was cool. I was and and that was sort of that was my yeah that was my main focus. That was how I was being creative at that time. And then it was through that that I met my business partner. Um, mm-hmm. She's a sick guitarist. I was a, okay. a pretty mediocre drummer, but uh, <laughs> we we met in the band and and we both realized that we weren't we weren't happy doing what we were doing so mm-hmm. we yeah we decided to sell everything we own leave the northeast and and yeah the go find ourselves dream. <laughs> yeah no i totally get that and like just from my own perspective i'm kind of the same never fit in the box i just couldn't stick to what was like conventional and normal so i understand and uh yeah, so thank you for sharing that. And what was creative life like in the Northeast? Because just uh, something that you might not know about me, I did quite a lot of uh, journalism 
That's or cool. northeast band. So, I'm, so did I'm, you ever meet them? I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Yeah, no. I might have. What was the band's band called? Oh, it was Arcane Thirty Nine. So yeah, it was I it. think I might have seen like the name popping up somewhere, but no. Are you just saying not. that? <laughs> <laughs> So what was creative life like? Was it like bustling? Was it, uh, did you feel something was missing? Um, and then just, I mean, I think you've touched on why you chose, chose to go to Australia, but maybe you could just elaborate on. Yeah, it was, it just, it always felt um, like I love being from Teesside. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I, I'm so passionate about it. Like we're, but we are, we, we are the underdogs. We, we're the steel workers, aren't we? Like that, yeah. that's how the world sees us. And, and mm-hmm. sometimes that's how we see ourselves. And, and I think that, um, at this time, uh, it, it, up until recently, there wasn't that creative feel in the Northeast. It was very much working class. It was very much, yeah, like getting your hands dirty and it, and it, it so it, yeah, it's, it's sort of, it just didn't feel like, it didn't feel like there was the movement then or, or maybe it was just starting I think there was yeah. like the start of that movement the 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 music scene as you probably know was 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 bubbling away and then yeah and and the art scene sort of bubbling away as well and the tech and digital that yeah. was, so these things were happening but they just they just weren't quite there yet so yeah mm-hmm. I think myself and my business partner we just felt stunted we, we felt a little bit trapped we felt like there wasn't a lot of options for us um and we felt like we had to we had to I guess escape is a bit of a a bit of a big word but at the time that's what it felt like it felt like we needed to sort of escape from from our lives here and the paths that we were on to go and to go and find ourselves somewhere else and, and realize the potential of what we could do yes sometimes that helps a lot just a change of scenery and I believe you did kind of find your purpose or the potential that you saw in films. So in the vlog, and Chloe does have a YouTube channel, so do check it out. I will include a link in the show notes. In this particular vlog, you do talk about your background and you also discuss the insecurity that might come from lacking formal qualifications. So just to take it a step back to, to kind of your background again, as someone who has also dropped out of school, that's me now, yet I was convinced I couldn't get a job without like a formal qualification or the pieces of paper that show that we yeah. we know something, we're capable of doing something and so forth. I'm always intrigued about what other people think, how they view it. So what is your view on qualifications and do you think they matter? Oh, it's such a big question because in no way would I ever want to... St- to, to say to anyone that you know that all that time you've spent in education it isn't worth anything because it's not it is worth something and it's a space where you can go and you can learn and you can grow and I get that it just it isn't it isn't the only way there is mm-hmm. there's there's more than that I think what's most important to 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 me as a person and to us as a business is looking for people that have passion and that are driven and that want it I think the if you want something enough if you want it hard enough and you're willing to do anything for it that's so much that's way more important than a piece of paper that says that you yeah. you you studied for this this degree or whatever it is degrees aren't everything mm-hmm. but having said that you know if I was going to go in to get my gallbladder removed I'd kind of hope that the person taking it out had a degree <laughs> so degrees are useful <laughs> in the creative industry are yeah. they really because I think that's that was it like it, it just felt like 
maybe yeah maybe in 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 this world it that isn't necessary yes i totally get what you're saying and given your experience of running a business up to now what would you say is your qualification if you had to summarize it in one (laughs) sentence say you had to do a job interview (laughs) and you had to explain what you're good at wow i i guess I guess what what my qualification is is it, it's it's creativity it's that creative drive and I think you can't learn that mm-hmm. and that's what that's what I'm qualified in I've got the experience to to be creative and that yeah naturally that's that's where I want to be and, and that's the way that my my brain works okay great part two Riding the video wave in business. If we go to our favorite business websites, there is more often than not one or two things, an about page that captures the story behind the business. And sometimes you'd also find a business blog giving an insider's view into business operations, their highs and lows, new developments and so forth. Whatever it might be, the story is part of the business's unique character and will often feed into our loyalty to one particular company or another. It is the story that Wonderfilms aims to capture in their epic vlog package, or at least that's my interpretation of it. I might be wrong. (laughs) So firstly, of all filmmaking possibilities you could have pursued, so you could have decided, well, actually, I would like to make feature films you chose this particular focus on business storytelling why wow i guess that's a really big uh, you really you're full of big questions actually i'm loving this it's so good <laughs> um yeah that's a, that's another really cool question i i think the potential is there for us to do anything again like if you if you want it hard enough you could do anything but i think there's such a space right now and in a space that that we feel like we're filling where you know the the whole landscape of video online is changing i mean even look at just netflix and and disney and like the 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 way that people consume media now if even like igtv and like mm-hmm. it's just so different youtube like it's just yes. <laughs> some of my like best entertainment sources are now from youtube so something that's developing in a really great way it is it is because that's what people are like people are connecting to to individuals stories it doesn't mm. have to be an epic feature now it can be like there's a, there's as much truth and as and as much authenticity and, and storytelling in someone's vlogs on youtube as there is in a hollywood blockbuster like mm-hmm. it's just sometimes that that organic content and sometimes the the new way of doing things like it, it paves the way for something really incredible and and I feel like that's sort of the transition that we're in now people are being able to to tell their own stories in in such creative way and it and and it's pushing other people to be better as well so there's like a bit of a yeah there's there's a there's a level being raised now it's not just the big boys it's not just the ones with money like anyone can be doing this shit and it's it's exciting you don't have to be Steven Spielberg or one of the big directors or big names although everybody including them they all started somewhere absolutely absolutely they all started somewhere and and now maybe that somewhere is 
like in your in your back room or in your garage and on on youtube so yeah it's exciting to see Mm -hmm. to see the landscape change yes i totally agree with you and just before we go on to like the second part of this where you're going to explain what the the epic vlog package is could you just give uh, listeners maybe like a little introduction to your own vlog like your youtube channel yeah i i I think what we're trying to do is is we're trying to um to give a bit of insight into or what i'm trying to do is give a bit of insight into the business world into the creative Mm -hmm. world um help motivate people and and sort of like what we're talking about where we can we're saying that you know anything is possible and and that's what we're doing we're 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 trying to explore those possibilities and and share a little bit of our lives as well and while we're doing that we're also talking about and and showing some of the cool things that we do on a day-to-day basis so an inspiration motivation and then some real cool shit as well yes I really love it because like when I discovered your vlog I'm like ah yes finally there's somebody else like trying or kind of understanding what I'm attempting to do now too well you can tell me afterwards if you actually understand what I'm trying to do but yeah (laughs) that's the feeling I got so um what is the epic vlog package that's really cool yeah so the the epic vlog package is I, I guess that's that's what what we do that is different and that's the space that we're filling so traditionally video production companies in 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 our industry would be very corporate very boring Mm -hmm. they are uh, they 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 do lots of pans and tilts and it and Mm -hmm. it's a bit it's a bit brown if that makes sense like the bigger brown it's a bit brown um a bit beige (laughs) so what 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 the epic vlog package is is it's not just a one-off boring video that these guys can use once they can put on the website it's 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 a way that businesses can start expressing themselves um, and really relating to their audience so we will create ongoing content with our clients where we delve into their their story their who their why their what the where the when and all that value driven content as well and we really start to build audiences using videos and vlogs I am absolutely fascinated by this. So um, just on that point, where do your clients put these videos? On their Instagram, on their websites? Yeah, so so they, they, there's heaps of places that these videos go. Because um, what, what we have as well, we have, so we create the content, but we also can manage that content mm-hmm. for our clients as well. Um, so this goes on like their LinkedIn page. Um, we can go across all their social channels. We build um, Instagram channels. We It can go on um, specific parts of their website. It can drive traffic. It can go on their YouTube. Uh, we create video content that we can use anywhere to help our clients reach and build audiences and communities that's there you go so so great <laughs> what other services do you offer because i believe it's not just the epic vlog package you do like other kind of things as well yeah we do so we, so we do the 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 project-based um, video production. So we create those intro vids, we create um, social vids, we create vlogs, we create um, adverts. So we so we do that, we can do the one-off project stuff or the ongoing project stuff, that's great. Um, and we love doing that. What we also do is, yeah, this, this ongoing content, the vlog packages, where we go out to clients and we film with them once a quarter, once a month, uh, twice a year whatever that looks like we'll we'll go out and we'll get that content and within that we get stills we do graphics we do 
all of that juicy content that, that makes the videos like oh just it's so good and then what we can also do is uh contact wonderful <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah we, so we so we we make all that juicy great content and then we manage that for them as well so we and we build strategies and we look after their social channels so three arms to us but they all work in unison together um it's it's exciting that's absolutely sick okay right now you've got a very specific style that i think as listeners might have picked up on this you not your run-of-the-mill business how would you describe your style in terms of the content you produce and you can use an example of maybe a favorite client in this case you don't have to name them you can just use it's up to you and the way you interact with clients as well yeah so we're definitely a, a, a little bit a little bit different I guess the the biggest difference is we're not trying to be anything that we're not mm-hmm. like we just we just are we we've got a real authentic style we we beat the scroll that's I guess that's how it, that's that's us that's what we do mm-hmm. so anything that that is real engaging it's stand out we use heaps of color and humor like we're not afraid to show the real them and and I think mm-hmm. People like to create content and and try to be something that they're that they're not, and they they want to represent a certain them that they think they should be. But yeah. what what we capture is is the real them, the the little bits of, of humour and the glimpses mm-hmm. where the the you know the the veil goes down and and you can see them for what they are. And yeah, so that's that's how we create content that really engages because that's what people want now they want to mm-hmm. feel a connection to other people and other businesses yes they don't just want to see the polished outside no anymore. way and maybe because of this you've won multiple awards including <laughs> being oh yeah now i have to mention them all regional finalist in young entrepreneur of the year 2020 um Business of the Year 2019. I will put all of the detail in the show notes in case somebody's interested to see this incredible list. And the BBC <laughs> T's Employer of the Year 2020. So I think you've got a lot to actually feel proud of. As a startup, what do you have to do to earn this kind of recognition? Do you know what? If I'm it, like, it is tough. Like, I'm. It it is tough. It's not. It's not an easy. It's not an easy thing to do to sort of to be seen like we mm-hmm. we get that and i guess that's why we're in this industry because we sort of we understand what you have to go through to to get that mm-hmm. i i don't know like I, we have an amazing amazing team we we yeah. work hard and i think the the thing that you get recognized for is is the amount that you put in if again if you if you really want it and you're willing to work for it then it happens and, and people see that and and i think that's what we've done. We want it. Our team wants it. We're all pushing in the same direction and we're pushing really freaking hard. Mm. Incredible. And on the point of your team, can you tell us a little bit more about the people behind it all <laughs> yeah. and their roles, how their roles contribute to Wonderfilm's growth? Uh, yeah, so there's, there's, so yeah, there's, there's myself and my business partner. We're, we're the co-founders. I'm the creative director and my business partner is the managing director. So Lou Tanner, she does, she does all the boring stuff that <laughs> I don't like doing. So, yeah. That's why you're doing the interview. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, so, that, so she does that. She's amazing. She really is incredible. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm excited for you to meet her as well. Um, I'd love to meet her, by the way. Yeah, she's 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 amazing. Um, but then we we also have a, a incredible team. So we've got um, Simon Patet. He does our editing. Our if you ever see anything that looks like the most amazing visual effects, or mm-hmm. uh, the way that something stylized that's come from him, he's in, he's he really is incredible. We've got Charlotte Mitchell. She does our social management. She's really driving that side and that arm of the business and that's really exciting to see we've got dean wells he's he's joined our team he's working with charlotte and and he's bringing some real fresh ideas to our clients and that's again like also just amazing we've got heather luke she's honestly the most incredible filmmaker she just she she's got a way with with the camera that yeah that you you look and you know that it's her and, and that's amazing and we've also got Jay Harner, and he is the sickest illustrator. Like, honestly, right. his work is absolutely phenomenal. We're so proud of everything that, that, mm-hmm. that these guys do, and it just wouldn't be what it is without them, and that's why we're the, we're the Wonder team. And, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing some really cool stuff. You sound that way. And then just for, out of curiosity for listeners, I am actually sitting in the Wonder film's headquarters I am surrounded by skateboards and a empty bookcase with all sorts of weird little trinkets and things and (laughs) (laughs) and plants and uh, yes incredible I think I understand there's like a yeah a lightsaber there DeLorean we sort of like um we've got like a bit of a a bit of a cool weird vibe going we're very like 90s i think yeah we're, we're living in the in the 90s still okay. we just have to go back it. now yeah. <laughs> well just come and chill out in here yeah and that'll that'll oh, bring you back you. <laughs> part three how to beat the scroll in a previous episode i discussed the pros and cons of being a freelancer in the creative industry Now, you decided you're going to become a creative director of a business, which is a different ballgame. But it's also within the creative industry, so perhaps you can just explain how did you and Lou kind of weigh up different options? Can you talk us perhaps through some of the initial challenges you experienced and then maybe one or two surprising successes? Yeah, for sure. So I guess in a way we sort of did start a little bit like that. So we, so when we decided to to pack up and leave everything and and, and go and travel and I guess uh, air quote find ourselves. Um, <laughs> yeah, we. I'm constantly finding myself. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we 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 ended up in Australia and we worked on some TV stuff in Sydney and it was sort of, it was, it was at that point that we were like okay like this is what we should be doing we lou lou does have a degree by the way she's not a dropout like me. she's got a television and film degree so and, and yeah we were like this is this is this is us so we started making um content for for businesses as a way to travel and that sort of mm-hmm. took us mm-hmm. all over and i guess in that sense at that point we, we were freelancing mm-hmm. but we made the decision that if we could do that forever and we could go on working that way but what we really wanted was to grow something special and build a team and and have something tangible and and make a difference and yeah so that so we decided to to invest everything into creating this this business mm-hmm. so 
I guess it was it's having a team and, and growing in this way and, and it is it is difficult at times it is <laughs> you to hire people <laughs> yeah it's 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 super it's super um interesting yeah, yeah at times and you know like it, people rely on on you mm-hmm. and you know you at the end of the day like it, it they you know people have mortgages and families and like and that yeah, the responsibility is huge <laughs> yeah. isn't it the responsibilities that I've been running away from for <laughs> my life I know it's such a turnaround isn't <laughs> it <laughs> but yeah I guess yeah so it's some it can the pressures I think can be challenging and but the rewards and that and the excitement for for growing something and doing something special totally outweighs any negative there is nothing more exciting that I've ever done than building this business okay that sounds really good so as much as there is um oh before I go on to my next question what just one surprising success is it just the process or well you tell me last year actually we worked with Riot Games and they are they have a game called League of Legends um and it's right yeah like it's the biggest pc game in the world and yeah we we worked with them and helped them bring the uh the league over to the uk and it was just that was a a moment of holy shit like (laughs) like this these people know who we are like that's insane (laughs) so as much as there is a the monetary economy there is also what is called the attention economy. And your approach to business promotion through video is accessing the monetary economy by dominating the attention economy. So that was a little bit of a, I don't know, economic uh, waffling. Simply put, if a business stands out in their online content, beating the scroll, so to speak, that attention would somehow convert in a return in revenue. How do you beat the scroll? from a personal, professional and client's point of view? Okay, from a personal point of view? Uh, well, it, do you know what, actually? By not going into a long, complicated philosophical description. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I think it's, how, how you can beat the scroll is, is to be authentic and be bold. And I've said, I know that that seems like my buzzword of the moment, uh, authentic and authenticity, but it's so, true that is how you capture people and um, yeah you've got to it's it's it, it's like a it's like having that perfect cocktail like what's your favorite cocktail oh wow you should ask me a difficult question well, you asked me <laughs> the questions <laughs> um martini what well, that's actually an easy question martini okay, okay there we go so so like you, a martini you need to have the perfect balance of these ingredients which i think is like vodka or do you have gin or like a martini what, hmm? Carry on. <laughs> martini, though, like a, just a like, um, alcohol called martini. Oh, That's right, why okay. it's called a martini. Right, okay. Because there's martini in it. Okay, anyways, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> okay, and I'm not sure this cocktail analogy worked so well, but, um, but I'm going to keep going with it. Next episode, <laughs> cocktails with Chloe Clover. <laughs> I would do that. Should we go? Yeah. All right. I think I could use one right now, actually. <laughs> <Feel> the same. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, it's got to have that perfect mix. So you've you've got to have good content. You've got to have authentic content, and you've got to have something that that is unique to you. So authenticity, stand out, and and unique. And if you can get that right mix, then you've 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 broke the internet. Like that is what you need to do. And we all want to be bringing the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Uh, I loved your explanation of that. I thought that was clear. I loved the cocktail one. Uh, uh, are you sure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. In any industry, there are days when we lack motivation. But this can be particularly debilitating when we do something creative. Because you do need that kind of inspiration to get the juices going. Have you ever worked on a project where you lacked motivation and you were just like, I, I just can't do this? And... <laughs> How do you go about delivering an awesome project when you have no personal connection to it? I'm not sure I can say yes to that. <laughs> no, no, I'm always like, should I include this question? It might actually not be the right thing. No, I, I, I do. I understand where you come yes. from. Um, just from a, a creative point of view, not from a business perspective. Like, yeah, just getting out of bed and just going to work. I think we all kind of experience that at some point. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's... I guess what we try to do is is to have a positive outlook uh, at all times and that sounds as though that that could be quite draining but if you if you flip your mindset and you don't focus on negatives and you you focus solely on the positive and the outcome that you want from something then again you like you can make that happen so yeah you can lack motivation but you can also switch that mindset before you let that seep in and mm. and and refocus you know we always try to to have our our daily six so our daily six things that that we're gonna box off um and and that helps you keep motivation keep that focus and keep hitting those goals because that's ultimately what you have have to do whether it's hourly whether it's daily whether it's yearly it's it's about hitting those goals and and keeping motivated i might have just missed it but what are the daily six so I will <laughs> so so your daily six are, are those six things that you want to box off in that day okay. that's going to help you achieve the thing that you want like to achieve like a checklist like a checklist oh, okay right right yeah that's pretty much yeah what it is yeah. but it just helps you it, it helps you focus your your mind and 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 mm-hmm. yeah nail those things because what was happening is we had like a list of 20 things yeah and and, and, and <laughs> i know the feeling <laughs> more hundreds of things at times and we would just create more lists on top of lists on top of lists and it was overwhelming but if you have your daily six and on there is is the way that you're going to be uh even if you like want it to motivate you so that, those things are the things that you're going to box off I'm holding yes. my fingers up, by the way, if anyone <laughs> yeah. I realise that there's no, like, you can't see me doing that, but I am doing that. It's five fingers and a thumb. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, um, that's a really good uh, strategy to have because I think sometimes the lack of motivation isn't always because you don't feel it, like you don't feel the project. It's sometimes you just overwork if you just have too much on your Absolutely. plate. So just keeping it, like, very clear what you have to do, what are your goals, that's great. And last is it the last question wow. yes it is the last question right, why do you so... sound so pleased creatives often see the world differently especially during times of crisis how do you see the world well 
I see the world as as opportunity. You, I, I, okay, this might sound a bit cliche, but I really believe that you you only live once. Like that is the that's the one thing that you can't you can't change. You're only going to be here once, and we're all going to die, right? And, and that's pretty morbid, yes. but it's going to happen. So what is the point wasting your time doing something that doesn't make you happy? That you aren't achieving the things that you want to achieve. Like there's, it's just, it's such a waste. It's such a waste and life is so precious and some people don't even get the opportunity. So life to me and the world to me is opportunity. Great. Regardless of the circumstances or what is going on, it's always just looking for the opportunity. Is that right? Absolutely. I think I think this has been a real test in time for everyone, mm. and it, and it's scary and and it, it there's no there's no denying that. But I think what it has shown us is that you know we can if we if we want it enough again if we really want it then nothing's going to stop that happening. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that was actually not my last question. I have. <laughs> well, that's why you were so excited. Yes. I like tricking people. Um, no, in all seriousness, the one thing I think for a lot of people trying to find their way, and that's sometimes a big question, and that's perhaps one of the reasons why they don't always try and go for those opportunities is just having that concern about finances. So just from your own point of view, like, how did you work it out to start your own business? Do you, through funding or just because this is a big question for a lot of people trying to, to make things work? Sure, I understand yeah. that. We, we invested everything we had and that's how we, that's how we started. We didn't pay ourselves for like the first year, you know, mm. like it, it, yeah. it isn't, it isn't easy to do and, and finances are a, a huge struggle um there is stuff out there though so um we haven't had any outside investment into in wonder everything that we've done we're, we're bootstrapped you know we we've, we've done it ourselves but there is options there 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 is funders and and people uh, that would be interested you know you, you can um if you're willing to give to give a share of your business then there's always that option um universities if you have if you aren't a dropout like me um, and you have had you have been through there there's usually um grant funding and opportunities working with the universities we were actually we went on something called the fuel program with teesside university um again because my business partner went to teesside that was an amazing experience that really helped us develop our business plan initially and then we pitched for a share of grant funding at the end it wasn't a large amount but it was enough um mm-hmm. to get us started and get us office space and and yeah so it's always worth reaching out to other business leaders mm-hmm. any sort of government or, or grant funding agency around you and yeah i think just speaking to people and, and hearing how they've done things is 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 the way to um yeah to figure out how you're going to do it you learn from your own experiences but you can also learn from other people's as well yes okay thank you once again for joining me today chloe no, thank you before we go i have you guessed it a few more questions wow <laughs> <laughs> to round up the show uh, these are just quick questions so feel free to elaborate as much as you like what is the most recent film 
or series you watched, podcast you listened to, or book you read? Ooh, okay. You can just pick one if you like. I'm I'm gonna right. So the the, the most recent film was I watched Primal Fear for the first time. That was kind of cool. I like that. I okay. recommend that. Bit of a classic, I think. Mm-hmm. Series. Oh, I'm sort of because I'm sort of in a um, true crime at the minute. Okay. So I, <laughs> I'm in that world and yeah. So the, and the podcast was um, my favorite murder. Oh yeah, yes, I've heard of yeah. that one as well. Really cool. Yeah. What important truth do very few people agree with you on? Oh. oh that is these like these are such big questions i don't think you realize like quick fire i'm gonna ask you what the meaning of life is <laughs> um yeah what important truth do very few people agree with me on i think a lot of people don't think that you should be as positive as as I think that we should be. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people think that it can be hard to keep up. But yeah. the cynics, <laughs> the <laughs> the cynics like, why yeah. are you positive? <laughs> Tell us about the biggest challenge you have overcome in your life. Yes, these are quick fire questions. Oh, holy cow! <laughs> um, the biggest challenge, I guess. Um, yeah, just I was just after I dropped out of of college uh, yeah I was in a pretty a pretty dark space and yeah that took a that was a bit of a, a bit of a challenge to get out of there but we did it yes yeah, there you go first place or country that you would like to visit next oh wow well I was supposed to be going to Rome um <laughs> during, okay. during lockdown <laughs> so uh, that got cancelled so I kind of like to go there actually but I'm planning to go back to Australia for my 30th, so, yeah. Cool. And then, last but not least, what advice would you give to someone, and this is the last question, by the way, <laughs> to someone wishing to enter a career in filmmaking? Do you know what? I would say that it, it, university is an option, but it is not the only option. Speak to speak to filmmakers, get experience, and and follow the dream wherever the dream takes you if it means you don't have to leave Teesside there's opportunity here but um if you are out there in the world then you know go to these cities do things for free just get on film sets get into agencies and just yeah just do it be like Nike just do it (laughs) great stuff if you are super psyched about what Wonder Films have to offer, you can check out their services and their epic vlog package for business storytelling at wonder-films.co.uk. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, they can find us all over social media. All oh, right, great. <laughs> so we, yeah, we are on Twitter, we are on LinkedIn, we are on Facebook and Instagram, and then obviously you can follow me on LinkedIn and on YouTube as well. Okay. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this narrative journey, please remember subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Do not miss our next journey. And do leave us a rating and review on Apple as we love to hear your feedback. We also have an app. Search for Regeneration Studio in the App Store or Google Play and you'll find us. 
If you learned something new from this podcast episode, please share it with friends and family and spread the word on the best and most extraordinary stories of local entrepreneurs and community transformation. Join me next time for more narrative journeys into creative business ideas. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs>